This water news with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, it's time for Water News with Steve Baker. Um, Welcome back, Steve. Hey, I'm glad to be back. So, Steve, there's a bit of a buzz about our current drought. Mm, Um, Yeah. How do you describe it? Well, right now I describe it as two consecutive years of dry. So that's what's been happening. This year brought us 59% of the snowpack. Not 100% like we want, 100% or normal. -uh, Nuh-uh, 59%. Now, remember... uh, precipitation that comes and snow, uh, according to the, cli- the climate change characteristics, how they make their projections or predictions, it's supposed to come earlier. All right. Well, I'm still waiting because we didn't really get that much anyhow this winter. So it's, it's, it just didn't come. Uh, secondly, of course, our snowpack has halved itself, which, which presents its problems. And that's a measurement that was made on April 1st of, of this month. And then thirdly, NOAA, or National Weather Service, they expect some pretty hot days this summer, more than usual. It's above average heat this coming summer. So when you add all that up, we're, we, we need to be on the alert to change some of our behaviors this summer so that we can adapt to this drought. Well, let's talk about food. Okay. A pretty basic thing. Yeah. Food and water seem to go together. Um, what... Um, what is the situation with our current farmers right now? How do they feel about what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, from the, from a statewide perspective, farmers are really taking a hit. And let me tell you why. Have you gone to the gas station lately and picked up a gallon of gas? You know, filled up your tank? The, uh, the cost of gasoline is going up. The cost of diesel is going up. It's costing our farmers a lot more, too. And then on top of that, there are those costs that are extra costs that they're spending to safeguard their, their farm labor from COVID. All right. So all that extra cost as well. These people have to be protected as well. And then, uh, and then, and now water allocations in many of the South of Delta regions, they were reduced down to 5%. So for example, if you were to receive a hundred acre feet of water, you're only getting five. That's it. So how, how can you grow crops with that much less water, they're in a real pickle, and uh, and and it's a concern, especially for those in the Central Valley that have orchards. They need water no matter what, or they die. They don't come back, and so uh, those particular farms that have orchards are experiencing even more more hardship potentially. I think all the farmers are feeling hope on the other end of things when they see the community people supporting local farms. And that's something I also would, you know, certainly encourage here. And just like any business, what the farmers are trying to do, they're, they're trying to balance all the resources necessary to grow our food. And that includes water, right? Workforce, soil, sunlight, the economics, all this stuff wrapped into one nicely balanced that will maintain a healthy and sustainable farm. That's what we're shooting for. Okay, on uh, another part of it is environmental realities, and mm-hmm. uh, how are the salmon um, and other, you know, other uh, fish and various things? Um, how are they doing uh, during the spring and summer hot weather? How what's it going to look like for them? Well, as you, as most of our listeners already realize, is salmon loves cold weather or cold water, and if it's if it's getting too warm, that can be very hazardous to salmon. 
And so what is some good news is the Bureau of Reclamation is going to adjust their springtime operations up at Shasta Dam so that uh, they will benefit the endangered winter-run Chinook salmon, okay, down the Sacramento River, which is great to do that. And it's, it's, it's no easy task. They've had to coordinate with a lot of different groups, including NOAA Fisheries, including Western Area Power Administration, the State Water Resource Control Board, and the Sacramento River Settlement Contractors. I mean, that's a lot of negotiating, but they did it. And they're trying to preserve the amount of cool water in the reservoir. Okay, They want to keep it as long as possible. So they will be maintaining the, the, eleva- the withdrawal elevations and also the timing of when these water releases are happening. But they are going to be releasing warmer water. Warmer water in Shasta Reservoir is 55 degrees. The cooler water is, is a lot chillier than that. Um, there's a sacrifice to this plan. And that sacrifice is to accomplish sending out the warmer water right now instead of the colder water. That means they have to bypass the generation of hydroelectric power. All right. So they're, uh, they're helping in one way, but they're, they're going to be damaged in another way. And let me give you an idea of the amount of value on a daily basis that, that a, this particular power plant can provide. Shasta Dam's power plant provides approximately a quarter million California households per day with electricity. All right. That's a lot. And so if they're making this kind of adjustment, they're going to have to make up for it somewhere. So right now, there's an ongoing effort to come up with a way to lessen the impacts to those particular, to, to those households who would be expecting that power. Well, okay, Steve. So how, how this, is, this is big news, actually, ah, that we're well. talking about right now. And haven't heard that much about it yet in the news, but it's coming. So the real question is, how can we adapt to uh, what's going to be happening with this current drought. I guess we can use that word. Yeah. You know, when, when life is good and the rain, rain has been plentiful, we, you know, we just enjoy it for what it is. Uh, this is not one of those years. So we have to consciously use less water. We need to recognize that we're doing it. We're using less water. Yay, yay. We're losing less water. That's a success story. Recognize with your water use in your homes uh, what you're doing and then ask yourself if you really need that water. So when you turn that spigot on, do I really need to do this right now? Can I do it a different way so I use less water? Those are the kind of adjustments that you make. These are micro adjustments, but the bigger one, the more macro adjustment, the bigger adjustment is what you're doing outside the house. Okay, that's where a lot of our water really ends up in the summertime. Find ways to water your landscape less. Okay, maybe have a smaller garden this year. Uh, just uh, shade areas more. Just, just you, everybody out there, you're a better expert at uh, growing flowers and vegetables than I am. So um, I'm sure you can come up with ways of using less water, but be very creative as you do this. The long-term solution for these kinds of things, um, in other words, this will be for next year if we continue in a drought, will be to come up with alternative water sources. It's, it's the way to go. So you supplement. You're trying to avoid using an ID water or groundwater. All right. So what do you do? Well, you, you catch water by uh, rainwater harvesting. Put it in a cistern or use groundwater or NID, but fill up that cistern in February when we have a lot of water coming. It's not going to be missed. And now we have this extra supply of water on our properties. Do things like that. So now you've heard the call to action, everybody. We are in a drought. It's becoming significant, two consecutive years of significant droughts. So uh, let's pay attention and let's do uh, the best that we can do. And we'll talk at a later date about wells and how this could affect that. We will. Um, Steve, thank you so much. You bet. 
Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at stevebaker at operationunite.co.